0: This is Wealth Radio on News Radio, KLBJ, with author and wealth manager, Chris Herline, of Reap Financial, retirement, estate, asset protection, money, 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 Chris is here to help answer your questions about living the life you want in retirement. Reach out now at 512-249-7300, 512-249-7300, or chris at wealthradio.com. That's chris at
1: wealthradio.com. Now,
0: here's Chris Herline.
1: Money, 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 money. Good day and happy Saturday to all of our Wealth Radio listeners. I'm Chris Herline, partner at REAP Financial here in Austin, Texas, host of Wealth Radio right here on News Radio KLBJ. Have a great show lined up for you today. I want to encourage you, as always, you can catch past week's shows at wealthradio.com. You can download our latest white papers and wealth reports right there and always encourage you to submit your questions Right there on wealthradio.com. Just click on the microphone button and we'll feature your questions in real time in weeks to come. Now, as I mentioned, we got a lot to cover today. I want to talk to you about wealth planning for those of you that plan to live into your 90s, maybe even into your 100s and beyond. And as much as that could be a blessing, a lot of challenges come with that as well, and proper planning must be put in place. I also want to talk to you today about some key differences between Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks. Although both accounts offer some great tax benefits for long-term income and retirement planning, there's quite a bit of difference. Many employers today are now offering Roth versions of their 401k plan. And many listeners, many retirees, pre-retirees, believe that Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks are identical but there are some real important differences between the two types of retirement plans. Now, the basic differences between Roth-type accounts and traditional IRAs and 401Ks, well, those can be pretty easily identified. One, you're getting a tax deduction on when you put money in, the other, the Roth, you're not getting a tax deduction when you put money in. When money comes out of your traditional IRA or 401K, it's gonna come out as income. When it comes out of the Roth IRA or the Roth 401K, it's going to come out tax-free when you want the money most. So, there are some pretty big differences between the traditional and Roth accounts, but I want to focus here on the big differences between the Roth IRA and the Roth 401k. So, let's break down the differences here. The maximum IRA contribution for a Roth IRA here in 2022 is $6,000. Okay. Now, those of you over 50, we get to add $1,000 in what they call a catch-up contribution. But get this, the maximum deferral to a Roth 401k, and by the way, this is whether it's Roth or traditional, but for the Roth 401k, here in 2022, you can put in $20,200. So, drastically more money into the Roth 401k versus the Roth IRA. And for those of you over 50, yes, we get to do a catch-up contribution as well, which is an additional $6,500 for those of you over 50 on top of the $20,200 here in 2022. So that's why I really like these Roth 401ks and more and more of our clients, more and more of our listeners are realizing that if you're still working and, and have an employer sponsored plan, you may want to look at the Roth option because you can really do a lot of heavy lifting year over year in getting those accounts funded and getting that money cooking and compounding for you. Now, there's also an income limit when it comes to contributions on your Roth IRAs. So the maximum contribution begins to be reduced for a single taxpayer when your adjusted gross income exceeds $129,000 and is reduced to zero, your contribution that is, when your adjusted gross income exceeds $144,000. Okay, so for higher earners, That's where you got to look. Now for married couples, the phase out begins at $204,000 and ends at about $214,000 of adjusted gross income. What we're focusing on here is the stark differences between the Roth IRA and Roth 401k. So the good news is for you higher earners, there are no income limits for your Roth 401k contributions. You could be making a million, $3 million a year, and you don't get phased out of being able to fund your Roth 401k. Now, when it comes to your employer out there, they can still make matching contributions to your Roth 401ks, just as they can with a traditional 401k. You're not going to miss out. The maximum of the combined employer and employee contribution, it's the same for both traditional 401ks and Roth 401ks. But here's where it differs that Roth 401k cannot be contributed to by the employer, but the employer matching contributions to the Roth 401k are actually just going to be added to the pre-tax dollars. They can put your matching contribution into a traditional 401k. So I want to be clear, they won't be included in your gross income and it will be placed in the 401k account, that traditional 401k account. Now, to be clear, when you take money out or distributions out of that traditional 401k down the road, they will be taxed as ordinary income, unlike the Roth 401k. Now, here's a big difference between the Roth 401k and the Roth IRA. When it comes to Roth IRAs, most Roths out there can be invested really in any publicly traded investment. Many of our clients put real estate, cryptocurrencies, A number of alternatives in a Roth IRA because you can really hold a diverse amount of investments in there. But when it comes to your Roth 401k, generally can only be invested in the options made available through your employer-sponsored plan. Now, in some of the 401k plans out there, you may have an option called a brokerage window. There's a number of different names for it, but that's the most commonly used. And a Roth 401k may provide this option that allows the account to be invested in almost any publicly traded investment and can help you further diversify outside of just your planned ETF or mutual fund options. Now, There's a lot of people out there that don't realize there's major differences when it comes to required minimum distributions. And honestly, this is probably the number one benefit for Roth accounts. There are no required minimum distributions or RMDs due on a Roth IRA, but there are required minimum distributions for Roth 401ks, when you hit the age of 72 under today's law. Now, that's unless the account owner, maybe you, are still working for the employer. Now, if you're still working for the employer and contributing to this active Roth 401k, you will not have to take required minimum distributions. But generally, they're going to start when you terminate or leave that employer-sponsored plan. Now, the RMDs for Roth 401Ks, yeah, the good news is they are tax-free, but with a Roth 401K, you must begin taking them. You might want to have a Roth 401K while you're working, as I mentioned, but really may want to consider rolling it to an IRA before age 72 if you're able to. Now, you can take tax-free loans from a Roth 401K under certain circumstances, but you can't take a loan from a Roth IRA, so that's a difference as well. You can only take distributions from a Roth IRA. And there's always going to be that 10% penalty, of course, if you take it before 59 and a half. But therein comes one of the final differences. With a Roth 401k, if you were to leave the employer plan and you're over the age of 55, but not quite that magic number of 59 and a half where you can take money out of a Roth IRA without penalty... When you terminate from a company plan after age 55 and you wanted to access money in that Roth 401k pre 59 and a half, you can actually access that money not only tax free, but penalty free. Because it's coming from a Roth 401k and you hit that magic age of 55. Now, if you were to hit the age of 55, terminate from the employer, roll that Roth 401k to a Roth IRA, you've now lost the ability to take that money out penalty free had you just left it in the Roth 401k you could have accessed it in those early retirement years for many of you so quite a few differences when it comes to these Roth 401ks and Roth IRAs and i think it's critically important that you consider using these type of accounts in your long-term retirement plan because both are going to give you Total control of the funds when you want to access them via tax-free loans from the 401k or tax-free distributions from that Roth IRA or Roth 401k after you achieve age 59 and a half. And most importantly, don't forget when I talk about control, no required minimum distributions on the Roth IRA, and that's going to give you the control you seek. If you want to get more intel on how the Roth works and how it could work in your plan, email me right now, chris at wealthradio.com, and I'll send you our tax buckets report on how Roth can be a real game changer in retirement planning. Email me now, chris at wealthradio.com, and my team will have it on its way to your inbox. We got a lot of show left together today. Keep it right here.
0: 512 249 7300 is the number to reach Chris and the Wealth Radio team. That's 512 249 7300. Set up a time for your complimentary retirement and tax analysis. 512 249 7300. Or take advantage of our free retirement resources at wealthradio.com. That's wealthradio.com. Now, back to Wealth Radio on News Radio, KLBJ.
1: Welcome back to Wealth Radio. Chris Herline here, partner at Reap Financial, host of Wealth Radio on News Radio KLBJ. If you're just tuning in here, we got a lot to cover today. Excited to dive into something that you're going to be hearing more and more about. And you hear about retirement planning, investment planning. What about wealth planning for those of you that could potentially live into your 90s, even age 100 and beyond? Don't think it can happen? You may want to think again because. Thanks to medical technology advances, we're living longer and we're living longer and in better health than ever. Some experts like Harvard University professor of genetics, David Sinclair, author of Lifespan, why we age and why we don't have to. When I read this article, it really kind of took me back because the article basically stated there's no biological limit, no law that says we must die at a certain age. A lot of us may think that's tremendously exciting, but it also comes with a huge challenge. When you think about your grandfather, maybe your father's retirement, people work 30, 35 years, got a pension, and they maybe live 5 to 10, 15 in retirement. The story of retirement's changed. And when you're planning financially, when you're planning for income and investments into your retirement years. You're not just planning to 65 and 75, even 80 anymore. Today's planning must incorporate the age of 90, age of 100, and even longer. And if you tack on an additional 10 to 15 years, like I'm talking about, to your lifespan, you could face a very real dangerous risk of running out of money while you're still alive. Or maybe having so little left that your lifestyle becomes seriously compromised. But here's the good news. Like I've always said, we like to propagate hope on this show. Longevity planning is real, and it's becoming an increasingly important part of successful families' wealth management efforts. And we do this in our office at Reef Financial. We want to combat the financial risk of living longer than previous generations. And as we know for most families, yeah, you may want to leave money to your kids, but the greatest value of all is never being a burden to your heirs. Let's look at maybe two ways that wealth management in our office is being used to position wealth to go the distance. We want to look at it as longevity for you and your wealth. Well, one of the things you may or may not have heard of, and it's definitely becoming more and more prevalent, is concierge in specialized medical care. And any discussion of funding a longer life should involve a topic of paying for medical care. Long-term care, nursing home care, preventive care, and we do this so that our clients can not only extend their lives, but along with their loved ones continue to enjoy lives that are not just extended, but also very healthy. Of course, the, the medical care landscape is changing at a very rapid pace. The traditional healthcare system is very unlikely to be able to keep up with the demand when you think about Medicare and those type of things. But for those of you that have wealth, that are concerned, and who can afford it, concierge medicine can be a very viable solution. For years, my wife, my family, and I, we've used concierge medicine, and so do many of our successful families in our firm. But concierge medicine is, at its core, really, think of it like a membership model. In most cases, for a fee, you're going to get access to boutique medical practices with relatively a small ratio of patients to physicians. And so what does this do? It cuts down on wait times. It cuts down on your appointment timeframe. You're gonna get more personalized care in my opinion, but you're gonna get this care by physicians with greater expertise than many of the typical providers provide. Now in many cases, when it comes to high quality concierge medicine, it can be costly. But for those of you that have done a great job of saving, the ability to use wealth management solutions to address the potential costs of concierge healthcare and specialized medical care can be so extremely valuable. And there are certain forms of investments or insurance that can potentially address these care needs in very tax efficient ways. And if you listen to the show for any amount of time at all, you know our approach is looking at every decision through the tax lens first. But when you go just beyond healthcare, when we're talking about wealth planning for age 90, age 100, or beyond, estate planning is another key aspect of longevity planning. It has to be because we're living longer. People and families may need to rethink their existing estate plans and even their entire mindset about wealth transfer. You know, at Reed Financial, we do a lot of investment planning and tax planning, but I always like to remind our families, our listeners, that REAP, financial REAP, R-E-A-P, is an acronym for Retirement Estate and Asset Protection. One of the things we focus on heavily with our professionals is making sure you've built a wall around your wealth, making sure if there's a value to leave money to your heirs, we do that transfer in the most tax-efficient and strategic way. There's a lot to be considered. And we see significant issues develop for high net worth families really in terms of how and when to transfer assets to the rares. Let me just give you an example. And When I'm talking about many wealthy families, there is a critical question that must be asked. When does the next generation get to benefit from the control of the assets that I've intended to leave? At Reap Financial... Myself, my team of advisors, we have a privilege of working with a lot of successful business owners. So in this example, we take a business owner that has built a successful practice, a successful service business, whatever it is, and maybe they've got longevity in the family and they they plan to live past 90 or 100 thanks to medical advances. So the question is, is when do inheritors take control of the family owned or family-managed company? Do they relinquish control in their 70s, their 80s, their 90s? Potentially, it can be disastrous when we think about confrontations that can arise from not thinking through these possibilities. Just consider an example of a family business where the son was, let's say, in his early 50s and his father, who founded the company, let's say he's in his early 80s. Well, the son had expected to take over the business years ago, but his father who's in good health, has no intentions of stepping down. So, maybe the son leaves the practice to start a competing firm. Well, ultimately, this has now led to a split within the family that negatively impacted the owner's relationship with his grandchildren. This stuff isn't easy, and I don't care how close family is. When money gets involved, things get hairy. There's no doubt about it. But this idea of controlling wealth until death, believe it or not, it's a common practice among many of you self-made millionaires. But the philosophy can lead to poor estate plans, especially when the people involved live a long time. One strategy, and this may surprise you, it may be wise to transfer assets before death, not all assets. We've got some very savvy listeners here and many of you think immediately about you know, a step up in cost basis and losing that upon transfer of assets. It can be wise in some cases to transfer assets before death, maybe transfer ownership shares of a company before death. And when this is done correctly, it can fend off lots of problems, possible problems, things like family disputes or, or lawsuits or assets just strangely disappearing, just vanishing. Shifting some of your wealth before death can also prevent problems if the wealth holder suffers things like dementia, and that can be possibly exploited by staff or even family members. So if this is ringing true, if this is even striking a chord with our listeners today, consider a few things, particularly you business owners out there. Are you as concerned about rising healthcare costs and state-of-the-art treatment costs that could potentially cause you to run out of money early? especially if you live to age 100 or beyond. Another question to consider is, are you adequately concerned about how living to 100 or older could impact your assets and your ability to pass those assets to loved ones or causes you believe in using smart estate planning strategies? Lastly, I mean, are you working with a wealth manager, an investment manager who is knowledgeable about longevity planning and has the professional team around them to come in and support you in taking steps to afford the healthcare, to protect the legacy that you wanna leave on your terms. And with all this said, the fact is, after broadcasting hundreds of shows here on KLBJ, why are we talking about this? I'll tell you why. Not only with our listeners, but with so many of our clients, longevity planning is garnering tremendous interest, specifically with those of you that have done a great job of saving. And this is an area that's been overlooked because it's been all about investing and tax planning and Medicare planning and social security planning. There has been a major gap in my opinion amongst wealth managers and financial planners as to what this could mean for you and so many successful families out there. There's a famous toast, I love this. It says, may you live as long as you like and have all you like as long as you live. (laughs) Longevity planning, Everything I'm talking about here, it can potentially help make that statement less of a wish and more of an actual outcome if we plan accordingly. For those of you just tuning in, I'm Chris Herline. This is Wealth Radio. It's the middle of the hour. We're going to take a quick news break. We'll be right back.
0: Be sure to catch Chris during the 6pm news hour every Monday and Wednesday on KXAN, Channel 36 right here in Austin, and set up a retirement and tax analysis with Chris and the team at Reap Financial now at 512-249-7300. We'll be right back on Wealth Radio, on News Radio, KLBJ. Stay connected to Wealth Radio during the week at wealthradio.com.com. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends, and I can't wait to get on the road again.
1: Get Welcome back. I'm Chris Erline, partner at Reap Financial, host of Wealth Radio here on News Radio KLBJ. Glad to have you joining us on the back end of our hour. I don't have to tell you that inflation's here. We saw it coming early part of last year, and it's something that is affecting every American today and we see it on the shelves we see it at the gas pumps but what are the effects of today's inflation on retirement portfolios and we don't know how long inflation is going to be in the ranges we're seeing but many of our economists that we lean on heavily feel and project that inflation is likely going to be here for several years in the 4 to 6% per year realm so what is the impact of that on your investment portfolio. So many retirees, they think that if I achieve a particular number that I can retire with total success. Maybe it's 1.8 million, maybe it's 4.2, maybe it's 6.9. A lot of you have your number. But the question is, how are we coming up with that number? How arbitrary is that number? The most important number in retirement is not how much you saved, it's how much you spend. That is the most important figure in all projections. The lifestyle you have to maintain is what dictates the success of your portfolio more than rate of return. And because so many have a lifestyle they wanna maintain, or passions they wanna chase, causes they believe in and want to support, things are going up in cost. How does that impact a retirement portfolio. Now, a lot of pre-retirees, you don't necessarily live on a stringent budget, do you? If you're five, 10 years out, or if you're in your 30s and 40s, do you really live on a budget? <laughs> no, most people don't. Let's be honest, you have an idea of how much you can spend, kind of those bumpers that you stay within. You pay the credit card off each month, you get your miles, and you know kind of the realm of what you spend, but you don't really live on a budget. In retirement, we've got to really hone in on that because in most cases, there's only so much money. The days of pensions and you know a lot of guaranteed income from your employer, those days have passed. And so what are the effects of inflation on a retirement portfolio? And the reason I want to talk about this today is it's not something that has been discussed a whole lot. Why? Because in the last decade, inflation, well, It's been under around 2% on average. So now we've got inflation in the 8, 9, 10% realm, depending on who you're listening to. And yes, that will come down more than likely in years to come as things get under control. But that is going to increase the average that you need to be projecting in your retirement planning. You can't put 8, 9, 10% in your retirement plan. For all your retirement, that's going to grossly skew things, right? But you need to hone in on an average. And as of 2022, if you looked at a 100-year average of inflation, it's in the realm of about 3.25%. So that's a good starting point, if you would, as to inflation and how that can impact your portfolio. And then obviously, you need to update that up or down each and every year to stay on top of this. But let me paint a picture for you. A family, age 65, that's going to retire with a portfolio worth $1.687 million. $1.687 million. This portfolio is going to grow at 5% a year. The family is going to spend $6,000 a month. That's their general budget. So $1.687 million walking in with a rate of return of 5%. And we're going to use an inflation rate of 3.2%. So 3.2, kind of that 100-year average range that I just mentioned. Well, they retire. And let's say they're 65 with that portfolio. And come age 70, what do you think that portfolio is worth after they've been living on it the last five years? It's worth about $1.9 million. Fast forward another five years, age 75. That portfolio is worth $1.769 million. So they're still ahead of the game from whatever they even retired with. Much more than the 1.687. But then now we fast forward another five years out. So we're 15 years into retirement here. What's that portfolio worth? Around 1.56.85. We're 20 years into retirement here. We're at 1.256 million. Fast forward to 90. Age 90 we're at 859,000. So we have seen the portfolio grow in the earlier years because of the power of compounding. And by 80, we start seeing that thing lower, the values lower than where it was when we retired. This is a very typical situation. But that's the 100-year average of 3.2% inflation. With what's transpiring over this year and maybe years to come, with inflation much higher than 2%, what is the average inflation number going to need to be? We don't know yet. But let's take a guess. What if we raise the inflation from 3.2% to 3.9%? We're still in the threes, right? We're going to increase inflation only 0.7%, from 32 to 39 So the family's going to retire now. With 1.687 million, just like before, with a 5% rate of return and a $6,000 a month budget. The only difference is projecting inflation at 3.9 versus 3.2. So at age 70, what's the portfolio value? Five years into retirement, it's 1.859 million. In the last scenario that I just rolled through, it was at 1.9 million at 75. So we're 10 years in with 3.9% inflation, the portfolio is at 1.649 million. The other scenario 1.76. We fast forward out to age 85, so 20 years into retirement. The portfolio is worth 739,000 whereas at 3.2% inflation, that same portfolio was worth 1.256. And you fast forward to age 90. That portfolio at 3.9% inflation is worth $15,946. At 3.2% inflation, only 0.7% less. That portfolio is worth $859,000 versus $15,946. That chasm is incredible. And that's at 0.7%. So inflation, yes, it hits the lower class, the middle class, the upper middle class. It hits everybody. In my opinion, it hits retirees harder than anyone. Yes, it's true. You may get a 8 to 10% cost of living adjustment on your Social Security this year. All you receiving Social Security, it'll be one of the largest cost of living adjustments ever. Don't get excited, though. The money's already spent. It's spent on increased fuel and energy prices and food prices. It's spent on your increased Medicare premiums. When you see cost of living adjustments at nearly 6% walking into this year and what they're projecting to be close to 9 or 10% walking into next year, don't get excited about that stuff. That is the government acknowledging that inflation is real and it's here. I miss the days of a 1.6% cost of living adjustment on Social Security. That's what it averaged over the last 10 years prior to this year. And now we're at six walking into this year and potentially nine or 10. So for all you savvy pre-retirees out there and even post-retirees, a lot of do-it-yourselfers out there, have you factored the impact of the most important number in your retirement plan? It's not rate of return. It's not your net worth. It's your budget. And the increase of inflation on that budget, what is the ripple effect over the next 10, 15, 20 years? This is something we analyze daily, weekly in our office at Reed Financial. Myself, my team of advisors, when we retire a family, it's not congratulations, we'll see you later. It is we need to continuously update your planning. We need to be nimble. We need to be able to bob and weave. Have you gone through this type of planning? as a pre- or post-retiree? That's the question. And if not, I would encourage you to sit down with a fiduciary advisor and get your eyes on this. Because the sooner you do, the more nimble you can be. What I'm talking about here is being proactive and not reactive in your retirement planning. And this is something we can do for you at no cost, either virtually or in one of our offices here in Austin. If you'd like to take the opportunity to sit down with me or one of my advisors and get your eyes on the impacts of inflation and your retirement, email me right now, chris at wealthradio.com. That's chris at wealthradio.com. My team will set up that virtual or in office appointment. We'll look forward to sitting down with you and running these figures so you can get another level of control in your retirement planning. I'm Chris Erlein. This is Wealth Radio. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with you on the other side.
0: Love is only true and tales, And for someone else but not for me Our love was out to get me and That's the way it seemed Disappointment haunted all my dreams and Then I saw her face Now I'm a believer Now her trace A doubt in my mind I'm in love
2: I'm a believer I couldn't leave her if I tried 512-249-7300
0: is the number to reach Chris and the Wealth Radio team. That's 512-249-7300. Set up a time for your complimentary retirement and tax analysis. 512-249-7300. Or take advantage of our free retirement resources at WealthRadio.com. That's WealthRadio.com. We want to be your retirement resource. Check out Chris's latest books and online courses at WealthRadio.com. That's WealthRadio.com. Don't you love her badly? Don't you need her badly?
1: Welcome back. I'm Chris Herline, her partner at Reap Financial, and we're walking into our last segment here. I got to tell you, this is the fastest hour of my week. Now, I want to talk to you about a Social Security claiming strategy that is very underutilized and I remember back in 2016, being on this station, on these airwaves, letting our listeners know that a lot of the lucrative claiming strategies with Social Security were being taken off the table. File and suspend. Restricted application. These were powerful strategies that we helped hundreds of families on this station identify and implement. And those were some really good times. And if you implemented them... You were grandfathered into those, even though they took them off the table. Social security, obviously, is the backbone of most retirees' planning. And a lot of retirees think that because those claiming strategies were taken off the table, there's, there's really no other options. What is will take it at face value and turn it on when I need it, turn it on when I think I need it. But these are critical decisions. Whether you have a net worth of 500000 or $15 million, this is your money, We want to get it out of the government's bank in the most efficient and strategic way back into your investments. So the strategy that I'm talking about, very underutilized, is called voluntary suspension. Now, our listeners here on Wealth Radio, you guys know that when it comes to Social Security, you can take your benefits as early as 62. You can take it at 62 and your benefit's going to be reduced, obviously, because you're taking it early by over 25% for life. It's a pretty big haircut. And what's incredible to think about is the majority of Americans, they take their social security early, as soon as they can. Maybe out of fear of the government running out of money, maybe because they absolutely need it, because they haven't saved enough, maybe because of fear of longevity, whatever the reason, that is a true statistic. But that's not where it stops. For years here on KLBJ, I've shared how many of our successful families $3 or more in net worth, we identify pretty quickly that they may need to take Social Security as soon as possible, not because they necessarily need it, but because when you factor in the net value of that benefit after taxes, by the way, most of the articles you read out there that say, wait, 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 they don't account for the taxes. I'm all about the net number here. We can identify that many successful families, many of you listening, you may need to take it early. Maybe not. It's not one size fits all, but when it comes to voluntary suspension, this is a powerful strategy because it allows, let's say, a married couple that wants to retire in the early to mid-60s to supplement some of their income potentially with Social Security and then maybe recoup some additional dollars in later years. When you retire at 62, 65, that's very, very young in today's retirement world very young. Why do I say that? Because obviously, you know, if longevity is in the family, you could be retired for 30 years. You could be unemployed (laughs) for 30 years, no paycheck. When most people's working career is 30 to 40 years. Think about that. So it's critical that when you're retiring in the early years, that you either have amassed enough wealth or you ensure that you're not going to drain your portfolio too early so that you're losing the compounding and, you know, the portfolio breaking a sweat for you through many years to come. So one of the strategies that we talk with many of our clients with is the voluntary suspension. And the way that this thing can work is an individual at 62 or 63 can turn on their Social Security benefit. And as I mentioned, yes, it is reduced. And they're now receiving a Social Security check which likely, if they're fully retired, is reducing the amount they're having to pull out of their portfolio, obviously, keeping their money and their investments, getting their money out of the government's bank is what I'm modeling here. And then when they turn full retirement age, 66, 66 and a half, 67, whenever they reach that full retirement age, they can walk down to Social Security Administration and voluntarily suspend their benefit, meaning the check now stops. Why would you do that? Why would you stop the check? Well, as many of our Wealth Radio listeners know, when you defer your Social Security from your full retirement age, 66, 67, whatever that is, to 70, your benefit is growing by what? 8% a year. So even though in this example, you took your Social Security benefit early at 62 and you had a significant reduction, by voluntarily suspending, you now are moving back into the deferral mode. And it's growing now at 8% a year and you're recouping what you had originally left on the table by taking it early with the early withdrawal penalty. So the way families use this is maybe one of the spouse turn on their benefit early to subsidize the budget while the other is deferring from 62 to 66. So you can pull from one, defer another, and then defer the reduced one because it was taken early for a number of years as well and recoup. Voluntary suspension is one of the last claiming strategies out there, very underutilized. And I want to be clear, not for everyone, but the reason I've sat down behind this mic for nearly 10 years on KLBJ is to ensure that our Wealth Radio listeners know every option available, every strategy available, because by implementing some of these techniques, it can make a significant and lasting impact in your success factor. In retirement, I would encourage you to sit down with a fiduciary advisor and get a Social Security analysis that will encompass your income situation, your portfolio, and most importantly, the taxes. There are tax implications around Social Security and identify if voluntary suspension is a good option for you. We can do that for you at Reed Financial. Email me now, Chris at WealthRadio.com. You don't even need to come into the office. And we'll run a complimentary Social Security analysis for you, taking into account voluntary suspension and any other options you may have. Chris at WealthRadio.com will look forward to running that for you. As always, thanks for making this part of your weekend. I'll be back with you next Saturday, 1 p.m., here on News Radio KLBJ. Until then, all the best.
0: 512 249 is the number to reach Chris and the Wealth Radio team. That's 512 249 Set up a time for your complimentary retirement and tax analysis. 512-249-7300. Or take advantage of our free retirement resources at WealthRadio.com. That's WealthRadio.com.
2: If you're retired or retiring soon, tune into Wealth Radio every Saturday at 1 p.m. Sponsored by Reap Financial Group, LLC. Investment advisory services provided by Reap Financial Group LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. Opinions expressed in this broadcast are provided for information purposes only and may change without prior notice. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed in any way as an endorsement or inducement to invest or an offer to buy or sell any securities. The sales content should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor and tax professional should be consulted before making any investment decisions or implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. The firm only transacts in states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration is not not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.